0: Hello my beautiful beanies and welcome to The Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB, we're looking back at Tuesday and uh, we're talking about the stress we experience before we even get in the car, getting ready for work. Uh, Speaking of cars, uh, driving tests too hard. uh, And also speaking of cars, how to get off a ticket. And then we'll finish up by discovering that all that ergonomic stuff, you know, your standing desks and your tilting your chair forward and all that, that's all bullshit. Uh, But before any of that, uh, let's get rid of MMPA. MPA.
1: Peters keeps it rolling. Yesterday it was one thing, today it's another thing. And he's getting attention. And he's um, making it known that he's there and the party's there and they mean business. It's also a sign to the government and the Prime Minister in particular... That uh, we are here to make an impact, and you can't get away with stuff, and we want stuff, and you know, the rest of the political game. So, Winston Peters is open to revisiting contentious parts of MMP uh, voting. For those of you who um, have an opinion, I wonder whether 2011 was um, seven years ago. Seven years ago. With the result out of the last election, which was something that a lot of people didn't expect um, or at least hoped wouldn't happen or however you viewed it, I wonder if there is a revision in your own mind about MMP and whether you like it, whether it needs to be better tuned or whether you'd like to dump it. It is, um, <clears throat> well, we can't go changing. We're not going to be a banana republic. We can't go changing political systems every, uh, every few years. Well, it wouldn't be every few years, but we talk about it. And um, bottom line is that there are a lot of people who are unsatisfied, dissatisfied, unhappy, peed off again over the result of the last election. Don't like it. The the way to address it would be to make some changes. It's one way. The other way is to vote differently. But you can't corral cats and that's what voters are, they're cats now you might be a a cat with a very persistent pattern of behaviour but um,
0: a lot of cats aren't of course what you need to do is microchip yourself and then you can be corralled because you can set the cat door to only let you in or out have I taken the analogy too far? Possibly. Uh, speaking of microchipping people, though, uh, they they did a survey on some people. They they put uh, fitness trackers on them to find out how stressful their their trip to work was, and it turned out that getting ready to get in the car was more stressful. I'm
2: happy. I've found balance, you know. I've cut down my hours. I'm working less. I'm walking more. Um, not worried about accumulating assets or anything, so I think that's the way to go, you
1: know. All right, so yeah, we're talking about this. This is because this this new survey out of the out of Britain uh, says that you know uh, jobs requiring a whole lot of high speed work and uh, everything it's doubled since 1992. People are working harder than they ever have worked before. Yeah. It's the same in New Zealand. We've had studies that say the same thing. When did you have a road to Damascus moment when you suddenly oh, decided? About
2: eight years ago. Eight years ago, in the how, economic crisis. How did I that happen? My house well i saw my house i did my bucket list i became a casual i started traveling the world and seeing other countries so i got more of a reality check and um i don't consume i'm sustainable and that allows me more work-life balance but what i will say is it's becoming hard when you have got values i've always felt i had values integrity honesty but it doesn't seem to be the way they gets you on in life these days seem to be all the crooked buggers are the ones who seem to be getting on you know <laughs> and it's really hard to, it's really hard to keep you in integrity you know when you can see people are crawling around you and they're getting ahead you know more ahead than you I,
0: I don't know if that lady actually has achieved a good balance she was very out of breath and sounded like she was rushing around that's the very definition of stress to me is she driving If she was, I hope she's got a licence. They're hard to get these days, you know.
3: The test itself was changed in 2012 to make it longer and harder. In theory, that's a good thing. It was flagged as being about safety, and that's commendable. No parent wants to see their child, or anyone else's for that matter, on the roads if they lack the basic skills. But latterly, it's become more than that. It's become a revenue-gathering exercise. In theory, the VTNZ will tell you the routes and courses are designed with strict guidelines to be observed by the testers and that this is consistent. Except here's the reality. It isn't. It's woefully inconsistent. The kids know which testing stations are more lenient than others, which areas will give higher pass rates. Some serial failures have even whittled it down to individual testers themselves. Some have a reputation for failing people others not so much. Some kids book tests at specific VTNZ stations to increase their chances of passing. Others avoid certain regions. One of our kids drove well on their first test and failed, drove worse on their second test, yet passed. And it's a common theme. The testing system is widely regarded as a farce. Every fail is another reset. Every reset is another fee. It is a captive market and they know it. By all means, don't put ill-prepared drivers on the roads. But perhaps some consistency among VTNZ stations and testing officers would go some way towards restoring faith in the system as being anything other then a money-making exercise.
0: Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It's one of those things that um, if you've got teenagers who are trying to pass driving tests, it really, really bugs you. Uh, but if you're just a normal person who's decided not to have teenagers, which is an excellent decision, um, and you've already got, had got your licence and had it for years, you don't care. Um, but... Well, yeah, you're going to stick on driving a
4: little bit more and find out how um, Tim Beveridge got out of his ticket. I got done in a T2 lane. It was a bus lane, and I pulled in. Uh, I needed to turn left, and if you got stuck and you had to try and – you didn't have very good vis- visibility, so I thought, well, I better – wherever the street is, at some stage before it, I'll just pull into the left side so I don't have to worry about turning in front of a fast-moving vehicle and getting caught. Anyway, so I, I did it, and I got a fine of $150 – a few weeks later for driving in the T2 lane, and I wrote a letter to them saying, well, actually, I thought I was doing the safest thing because I didn't know where the street was. I thought it was, I got the location wrong, but I turned into the left lane in anticipation of it so I didn't have to go from a standing start in a queue of traffic and pull in front of a bus. I thought I was doing the safe thing. And anyway, so I got a letter back a few weeks later. and It was a sort of form letter saying, well, the um, the infringement was properly issued, and therefore, it will be, you know, it is payable. And so I wrote them another letter. I wrote them, wrote back to them, and said, quite sort of bolshy. And I said, thank you for your letter. Um, with respect, I wasn't challenging the way in which your ticket had been issued. I was offering an explanation. You have an explanation on the back. You say if you would like to offer an explanation, then write to this address. I offer an explanation, so I'd at least like you to acknowledge that you actually read my letter because it doesn't look like you did. And guess what? They let me off. Crazy. Um, I uh, I find
0: uh, bursting into tears is is usually quite good. To be honest, I, I got out of one ticket doing that one time. Ugh, people never let me forget it. Uh, and now I've brought it up again. That's weird. Uh, maybe I'm distracted by my back pain, which is always there. It's always lingering. Oh, we're all like that, aren't we? It can't just be me.
4: This theory of ergonomics, you improve your posture to prevent injury it's not correct no I mean it's a pretty
5: simplistic view that you sort of you know change the equipment that people are using in the, the workplace or at home and somehow that's meant to prevent injury and, and when we've actually seen the studies undertaken they actually haven't worked and there's a whole lot of things that actually haven't been tested at all so I, I guess my concern is that people are being sold and marketed these quite expensive devices but there's actually no good evidence that they're fit for purpose
4: So has there ever been any science, any evidence behind this?
5: There has been a couple of studies that have been done, and in the main they show that ergonomic approaches don't do anything. The largest study was done in the United States probably 20 years ago, and that was looking at an ergonomic um, intervention at the workplace. had no effect on reducing back injuries.
4: So these things, what about back pain? An injury and pain, are, are they two different things, or can be?
5: Yes, well, they can be different things, but... In terms of what we know about preventing back pain, ergonomic interventions aren't the way to go. Uh, why not? Well, they don't seem to work. So there are, there are things that do work for preventing back pain. So for example, um, different forms of exercise programs will probably halve your risk of an episode of back pain. But the things that are often sold as being protective of back, things such as corsets, things cha- such as chairs, things such as adjusting the, the workstation in the, in the workplace, they don't work. That's,
0: that's brilliant. So all those whack jobs who've been standing at their desks all this time on spongy mats and with their stupid keyboards that are split up into two pieces and their trackballs But They've all just made themselves look like idiots for no reason whatsoever. I love it. I am Glenn ZB. I'm actually standing now. Um, but it, it, it's primarily because it's kind of the middle of the night when I record these and I just don't want to accidentally fall asleep while I'm doing them. I'll see, it's nothing to do with back pain. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for more on News Talks thing.